is reiterated at the main reasons why we will see more pressure. You know, uh, they, 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 they come from both domestic and, and external pressure, right? From the domestic pressure, cost of insecurity is, is being felt on a daily basis on the headline inflation, right? And from the external sector, uh, you will see the disruption in global supply chains, uh, particularly because of the, you know, Russia-Ukraine crisis, which has increased energy prices. And most of the countries in the world are facing it. I mean, this is not just peculiar to Nigeria. You know, we are talking about, you know, um, uh, Britain or England uh, specifically, you know, recording um, a, a double-digit inflation, yes. you know, you can imagine. And for the U.S. economy, uh, even yesterday, U.S. Uh, US uh, inflation data came out, the consumer price index for the U.S. came out for the month of August. And it's, you know, against projection of 8.2%, I mean, 8.1%, we're seeing as high as 8.3%. And this also... You know, went against what was projected, uh, but 20.52 percent 20, inflation in Nigeria is, you know, it's a bit worrying. I think the last time we saw this was sometime in 2005. You know, since uh, probably September or so in 2005, that was when we saw inflation at this level before. Um, so I mean, that's to tell us that something needs to be done uh, from the fiscal and monetary angle uh, to to really put a rein on inflation. Because when we have inflation, you know, it benefits no one. You know, it doesn't benefit companies because because of higher prices, companies will record lower volume, lower level of output. You know, individuals' income will not be able to, you know, cater for most of their needs. And they're not going to likely see wage increasing at the pace at which, um, I mean, general price levels are increasing. You know, because again, what will determine whether countries can, you know, begin to talk about wage increase is whether they are actually doing well in terms yeah, of their yeah, output, yeah, of course, not necessarily <laughs> because of nominal increases yeah. in their revenue or profit after tax. So, I mean, inflation is not good for anyone, and we need to begin to talk about it. And when you look at, you marry this with the budget that is about to be presented uh, at 19 trillion. I mean, it, it tells me that you know we are yet talking about. Um, how we want to actually put a rein on inflation because you know we've discussed severally that most times you know when you throw money at things they have their inflationary implications right the level of government revenue fundamentals i would say right now may not support the incremental budgeting that we do on a year in year out you know look at the performance of the budget in 2022 so far you know the bulk of it has been supported by ways and means which is currently hitting almost 20 trillion, you know, from the 10 trillion levels as at the end of 2020. So between 2021 and 2022, we are talking about an additional 10 trillion in ways and means. This is a monetary, you know, um, pumping, right, or what we call helicopter money, right, within the economy that is likely going to have its impact on price levels because we are increasing the volume of money supply output is probably at the level that it was in the you know in the previous period or even lower you know so the implication is is increase in price because you know we are talking about two sides of an equation mm -hmm. you know uh, there's a there's a money supply side and there's an output side so when you create money without necessarily creating real economic activities on the other side of the equation what you're doing essentially is creating inflation and at the level that it we have right now, 
you know, you should get monetary policy authority to be worried, and even the fiscal authority, because what it then means is that the 19 trillion budget, even though it's higher in nominal terms, if you work it from an increase, I mean, from a, you know, a normalized point of view, in terms of real uh, purchasing power of that money, you may find out that we are actually going to be spending less in 2023 than we had spent in 2022. So, I mean, these are, you know, the, the grave implication of inflation that we all need to work on addressing so that we do not, you know, continue on this path. In other climes, countries like the U.S., United Kingdom, this is a major problem for them. When they have, you know, inflationary pressures sure. such as we are having now, which is common to us, you know, in most instances, <laughs> but for them... for being there with us uh, and uh, we are now at our africa check moment that's what we will do right now and i'm glad to inform you that motorio joel is with me on the line and we're looking at fact checking four claims about antenatal care and pregnancy related deaths in nigeria the point article is mostly correct to say nigeria women has one in 22 lifetime risk of dying during pregnancy Childbirth, after birth, or after an abortion. Uh, Motrai Joel, Nigeria Deputy Editor, Health Researcher, is with me. Good morning, ma'am. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you. And incidentally, you did this report. So it's good we're going to hear yes. from you about this report. So, what triggered this report? Okay, so thank you very much. Now, uh, as I always say, as we always say, that anything health matters a lot to us. And when I came across the article in um, the punch, if I might mention their name. Please go ahead, I was, yes. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I was drawn to it, considering that it has to do with maternal mortality. And we know that we, I believe that, you know, two vulnerable people in the society, that's the mother and children, you know, anything that concerns their health care, I always want to just to ensure, protect the claims, just to ensure that it's the right information out there. So perhaps, you know, uh, uh, an indicator or, or a claim is underestimating, you know, the suffering, quote and unquote, that, you know, women are facing probably 
let me use maternal mortality, for example. So, you know, perhaps uh, uh, um, or uh, how would I, an expert, if I might mm. use that word, mm. on the estimate, you know, a claim. Uh, it's really wrong, and I think it's a disservice to, you know, to women out there. So that's basically why I jumped on the claim, just to ensure that, you know, the right information and the right, you know, the right claims are, mm. are, are correctly made. And consistently, that is also in the punch. We know that the punch is also another well-known newspaper. It's just right that we have the right information. Mm. Thank you. Right. Now, so you, 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 it's a recent article in... Newspaper saying robbing cow dung on vagina during labor won't aid delivery can cause infection gynecologists tell me about this particular one all right so this was a reporter that was made in the part it was by one doctor Labaron Aliyu he's a consultant um obstetrician and gynecologist at um teaching hospital in Kano State now for the first claim he made he said that the level of antenatal clinic attendance in Nigeria is less than uh, 60%. Now, this thing has to do with, you know, uh, antenatal clinic and care, sorry, you know, with, uh, pregnant mo- women going to, mm. you know, the hospital just to receive antenatal care. So, uh, we rate this claim as incorrect. Now, the reason why I'm just going to quickly jump into it. Now, according to the most recent, and I think I might chip in before I go ahead, I realize that most reporters are not aware that there's a recent multiple indicator cluster survey. So I, I, I would probably say that this is what happened in his case. Now, the most recent data on antenatal care in the 2021 multiple indicator cluster survey found that 70% of women aged 15 to 49 who had given birth in the five years before the survey received antenatal care from a skilled provider uh, at least once in their, in their most uh, recent pregnancy. Now, this survey, we all know, was done by the National Bureau of Statistics, UNICEF, and, and other agencies. So we mm. rate this um, claim sorry, incorrect. as incorrect. Mm. Well, however, you know, uh, looking at the 2018 Nigeria Demographic Health Survey, that um, agency or that survey estimated that 57 percent, you know, of, of uh, pregnant women, you know, received at least four antenatal care visits. But however, we are focusing on at least one. So, according to the Nigeria Demographic Health Survey, 57 percent. So, if I might just quickly summarize it, from the 2021 mix. They said 70%. Mm-hmm. But from 2018, Nigeria Demographic Health Survey, they say 67%. Mm-hmm. So, and mm-hmm. we know that we work with the most recent yeah. uh, uh, data. Results. This yeah. is why we went for mix. Yeah. Mm. So, so the claim is yeah. uh, incorrect. Uh, that's a verdict. Yes, yes, yes. So let, let's look at the second claim, uh, which right, use the right. older survey. Yeah, yes. That, that's what the second claim. All right, so the second claim is about it. The claim goes like this. The Nigeria's latest mortality, maternal mortality ratio is 512 per 100,000 lives. Now, the Dr. Aliu posted the 2018 demographic health survey. But however, we must realize that this was published in 2018. Now, I'm talking about the survey. It was not only published in 2018, but it was done seven years, if I might just say exactly what they said. So it said that this survey was, you know, was 
done seven years, or this report, sorry, was published seven years before the survey. Before now, imagine seven years, so, which is why we went to the claim as um, unproven. Now, we are not saying that he's wrong. We are only saying that the data source we are using doesn't tally with, with, with the claim. Yeah. So quickly, if I might jump to the third claim. Yes, quickly. Let's so just the, run through yeah, the, so the, the claims. All right. So uh, for the third claim, it says that according to the WHO, the lifetime risk of a Nigerian woman dying during pregnancy or childbirth, postpartum or post-abortion is 1 in 22. Now, we reached out quickly. We reached out to WHO. And I always say for anybody fact-checking health claims that have to do on a global scale, or nine, uh, comparing Nigeria with other countries, the WHO is your best bet. So we reached out to WHO, WHO and the official directed us to a report called Trends in Maternal Mortality 2007-2017. to Now, according to this report, it said one in 21 uh, Nigerian is likely to die from, you know, pregnancy-related uh, uh, co- complications of which includes, you know, childbirth, post-abortion, and the rest. Now, uh, also 2018, demographic health service said one in 34. But one a reason why we rate this claim as mostly correct is because, you know, the claim the doctor made, he said one in 22. But from the WHO, in the report, they directed us to said one in 21. So we give him the benefit of doubt. We say that he's mostly correct. So the last one says, but not the least, it says that in contrast to the lifetime risk in developed countries, estimated at 1 in 4,900. Now, this is a continuation of the third claim. So the first claim, the second and um, third claim, sorry, was about Nigeria. Yes. Now, this fourth claim, is that, yeah, this fourth claim is about, you know, developed countries. Now, according to Dr. Ali, he said 1 in 4,900, you know, countries is estimated that uh, when, you, when we're looking at pregnancy-related complications for developed countries is 1,000, one, sorry, in 4,900. Mm. Now, we rate this claim as mm. incorrect. Why? Mm. Because we reached out to WHO and the official, a, a female, she said that WHO does not have estimates for developed countries. But for high-income um, income ones or income countries, it is one in 5,400. Mm. Now, that was... That, that's, Exactly, or oh, that is the uh, reason why we rate it as incorrect. So, so yeah. what, what, I, what I pick from all of these is that even when mm. ex, the supposed expert are speaking, we need to double check mm. their figures. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Mm. Now, just to give you a hint, there's another um, report I'm working on, and I'm not going to mention, but it's from, mm. you know, a real-known personality here when you talk about the health sector. Mm. And some of the claims he made were, you know, we're not correct. And I, I, I've come to realize that what we or what politicians or, let me say, journalists, you know, when you're working on a claim, you just do a Google search, and the first data or the first report that has is the data you are looking for, you quickly click on it. And most times I've realized that it's wrong. It, mm. You should just go the extra mile of reaching out to, you know, global agencies or, you know, Nigerian health agencies, you know, like NDHS or even the World Bank. You know, don't just pick up any report or any article you see online just because mm. it was published mm. by, yeah, yeah, don't just... Yeah. yeah, thank you, Mr. Raya. I mean, we have to go, but uh, yeah. uh, any other 
anything that we see, we have always been saying on this on this station uh, with Africa Check that you can double check even with Africa Check. Give us the medium that we can use to to double check some of these facts. Okay, so when it comes to healthcare, as I said, uh, when you're fact-checking any claim that has to do with Nigeria, comparing Nigeria with other countries, or looking at, you know, in a global issue, especially for health, I would say the WHO is your best bet. Then secondly, we should look at, uh, reach out to the World Bank and also UNICEF. Now, those three uh, global agencies are always the best bet. Then whenever you are, if you want to fact-check any uh, local a related quote unquote or any local claim that has to be probably maternal mortality here in Nigeria. So you should make use of the 2021. Now, mix past 2016 and 2021. Always make use of the most recent. Mm. And perhaps there isn't, you know, any, for example, indicators that it's 2018. They haven't published the 2021 or 2020. Perhaps there isn't a written one and you are just left with indicators. So, let your readers know that this is oh, this data I'm making use of is you know is data it it hasn't there's no recent one so they shouldn't take it as what is exactly going on here in Nigeria it's right uh, now. yeah it's mm, exactly mm. exactly right, Joel, thank you for speaking with us today on the program Thank you so much. Thank have, you. Have a wonderful time. So that's all okay, we can then. take from Africa Check uh, today. But we still have something for you from Africa Check as I sign out on the program today. It's always something that is related to uh, election and data. Thank you for being here. Dixon has done a yeoman's job for me today as well as Samson. Good morning. Have a fantastic Friday. Back to matter of fact, this in Africa check series we focus on civic engagement to help you be your right and responsibility so you go fit engage well well for national quanta where they affect you. For our last episode, we talk how it's important to verify everything where we hear or see online before we go believe them and share them. If you miss them, you feel check them out and learn why it's important for you now to verify those chain messages where you now they get and theories you now they hear well well. In this episode, we go talk about public debate and how you fit participate to get the most out of them. As Nigeria they prepare for in presidential elections, it they possible say political leaders go down the anxious small small as election don't they reach. They don't they talk arm on top internet. Political leaders don't they do everything where they fit do to bag as many votes as possible. Now this kind of talk talk and statements web candidate they put for public they get direct impact for Nigerian citizens' votes. Democracy no be democracy. If citizens no fish you come out for countries, social, governmental, economic, and as well as political talk talk. But are you where be citizen go fit take you come out for community and public talk talk? For example, for presidential or community talk talk, now speakers they address social issues, governance, and economic opportunities and other civic topics with them. As a Niger citizen, where you na be, make you na make sure say you they familiar with the countries or community most important quanta. In order to participate well, well, you suppose get opportunity way solid and to get that kind of opportunity, suppose get the necessary knowledge and information. You get a number of other ways where you not fit participate as a citizen. You feel sign petitions, wear buttons or put stickers on top of your car. You not fit write letters, give the elected representatives and demonstrate through matches, boycotts, sit-ins and other expressive means where they open to use by the public. The right to chook mat for Adam, they run Nigeria, one of the most important rights of Nigerian citizenship. 
this is an opportunity to use you in our voice. Now, here we go, end this episode of Matter of Fat. In the next episode, we'll go talk about how you fit, evaluate, and engage with political manifestos.